0: hi everybody and welcome to my third episode of just talking about random stuff (laughs) um but today i'm like well yesterday i was feeling pretty good pretty decent while today i don't know i feel i can't even describe how i feel just very spaced out sort of out of it just kind of going with the flow of today and um I feel like this is I'm grateful that I started this this podcast because it's helping me to realize the trends of my emotions um before I started doing this I kept slipping into a like depressive episode and I really would notice how long it lasted or what what triggered it and I honestly feel like today is usually what usually what it feels like right before I slip into it. Um I'm I still don't really know what triggers it, but I I definitely felt a shift today in my energy. Um I'm also wondering if it's some sort of hormonal imba- imbalance because I'm also about to get my period like in a few days. So it could have something to do that, with that. I find it interesting that there's so many different things that contribute to how we're experiencing our lives. It could be a, it could be negative thinking that's leading to a problem. It could be um outside factors that's leading to a certain problem in your life. It could be the food you're eating. Um, like for example, let me just get a little bit more specific say um well let's let me just get super specific, so my skin, like my acne, could be potentially caused by my diet. it could also be caused by like thinking negatively, surprisingly, and like stressing a lot, it could be caused by hormones or my gut. Which I guess kind of ties into my diet, but it's very hard to treat oh, or you know what? I forgot to know. It could also be like my pillow not me not washing my pillow every day or whatever, um, or my hair oils rolling down into my face or something. Um, I just feel like it could be so many different things. Well, I mean, not that I feel like it. it, it actually is, it actually could be so many different things. And that's why it, it's sort of tough, tough to treat or to try and, and figure out what um, is causing something specifically like your acne. And um, I just thought about something, though. Um, earlier today, I was watching this video of, of sort of tapping, to your, tapping into your feminine, feminine energy and it was talking about basically being still like leaning back and and sort of giving it to god um so like whenever like you're dating a guy and he sort of pulls away but you're desiring him your first instinct is to try to start figuring it out but apparently that's that's a masculine like that's a masculine side of women to try to figure things out, and I feel like it's actually a blessing, like, to be a woman, and the crazy part is, is in our society, the, the, the cool parts of being a woman are, are oftentimes um, diminished or looked down upon or, or seen as something that's not positive, for example, like, uh, getting pregnant, Getting pregnant is something that is clearly something that only a woman could do. Not a child, not a boy, a boy, a male. Only a woman of a certain age can can do that. But our society has made it to a point where if you get pregnant before like a certain age, it's the worst thing in the world. When that's such a powerful thing in my opinion, like something that is not, um, easily explained by us. Like the fact that we can carry a child, but a male male can't, it's just, to me, it's just so fascinating, but, um, I'm getting kind of off topic, but I kind of feel like women are oftentimes, a lot of our, um positive qualities are are we're forced to sort of shove them down like wish or put them off um and so it's like it's that that idea that we live in a in a man's world is very true and I didn't imma- imagine I mean I didn't understand how many different ways that that statement applied that we live in a man's world but this also ties into um leaning back and leaning into your feminine side of yourself uh is something that we have to sort of shove away especially if we grew up in a household without a father figure because then you the the usually in in a in an ideal household, the man would be figuring everything out. But whenever that man's not there, then some of that responsibility is placed upon the daughter, you know, or the children. Because the mother always has to work. So then that daughter may have to start um, helping to raise other siblings or helping to cook and clean and do things that their mother should be aiding them in. And they're doing them by themselves. Um, but what, what else was I trying to say? Oh, but one of these main qualities that we do push away is being still. I feel like, uh, it's it's, it's so great. And you know, like in the past and other parts of my, I mean, when I was a bit younger, I would want to figure everything out. I would wanna. Um, I desired to like. So I had sort of, sort of a you know, go to college, get a degree, get a good job, type of mindset, and a man came second. I didn't. I. I was like, I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to deal with that right now. I want to go do my own thing, figure out what I want to do. But imagine if I was in in a, a team. With a man who was figuring out the financial side of things and. I can I can sit in my in my nature and and figure out how not figure out but it, because it's so natural for us to to nurture a man or not or our kids or um just be there for a man and aid him in his uh career goals and not necessarily saying that we can't have our career goals as women but I'm just speaking about our our nature, the way God created us naturally like just think about how much better women are with children. And men don't sit around and say like, "Wow, why do women have this natural tendency to love children or to um to unconditionally love children and to provide for children or why 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 do I mean men don't sit around and say, "Why why do women get to breastfeed or why do women uh get to give birth why can't um, why can't i as a man experience that um you know a man usually allows a woman to have her role that's her role to be, to to breastfeed it's clearly biological like it's something that's clearly um seen just by looking at a woman or studying our biology and so but for whatever reason, as women, we oftentimes look at men and say, "You, why, why do, why do I have to stay at home and do, that instead of, instead of uh sort of being grateful for those qualities or characteristics that God bestowed upon us, um, and being j- just honored that He chose us." to be the bearer of children or to be the ones who go through that birthing experience, despite how painful it may be. Um, and despite what society says, I think that just the sole fact that a woman is the one who carries the baby for nine months and then goes through that intense pain of giving birth and then is the one who then breastfeeds the child. I think it's completely understandable why there was a point in time where where men went out and work and wo- women stayed at home. But now that is oftentimes you know seen as a negative thing. Um which I mean like I say I I'm a woman and I have to go out and work and you know I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to work. I'm just saying that, like, in our, in our true nature, s- submitting to a, a man is what, it, what feels most natural to us and is what's most peaceful to us. And I say all of that to say that I'm, as I've been watching it, the, these videos about like um, stepping into your femininity and sort of leaning back. I'm realizing that, um, as a woman, like as a woman who believes in God, we are not only called to submit to God, but we are also then called to submit to our husbands and society tells you that that's a negative thing, that that's a bad thing that, that you don't want to submit to, to your husband and blah, 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 but I think it's just something so pressure precious, and just wonderful about being able to submit, and it's the part of I don't have to sit and figure things out. I can rest. I can sit and rest, and um, I'm just grateful that even right now when I'm when I'm in a time of singleness, I can rest in the Lord. I can sit and. And know that he is God. And that he's got this. And in the same way, when whenever he sends my husband or brings me to my husband. In the same way, I'll be able to rest because I know that, that God will move through him. And I just. The thing is, though, is the curse in it is that after the fall. Um, we were sort of cursed with having to submit to our husband and the thing is is I, I truly feel like a woman oftentimes know knows more than uh her husband but it's oftentimes but it's I mean but it's easily manipulated and thrown off which is why the man is then the head because he, he'll stay true to what he believes in and focus on what he's, more focused on what he's called to do. If he's a true man, a God. Um, but yeah, I, I don't even know. I feel like my thoughts are sort of all over the place. But um, I just feel like I'm in a place where I'm trying to learn how to do away with those old thought patterns of constantly trying to be the fixer of my life and not necessarily i do need to do work inner work and work on myself and love myself and validate myself um but i'm talking about like um how do i even explain this i guess just allowing god to move in the places that i cannot move like, like I can take it back to my skin thing. For example, I want my skin to be clear, but I've tried everything out of my power. I've done all I could do. I've bought all the products I could buy. And w- there was one um, place that actually worked, but it's extremely expensive, and I just can't afford that right now. It's not financially smart to go out and go treat my skin, but not pay my bills, you know, and so, I just, that's something where I have to, I've done all I could do, and so then, comes the faith, and just waiting on the Lord, and just sitting, and waiting for him to provide, because he will provide, he will always provide, and sometimes his response, or answer may not be the one we desire, he might be telling me, not right now to my skin. And I just have to trust him and believe that he has the, um, he has a plan that that's best for me. Um, and I just feel like this season of my life has been a season of surrenderance, and I feel like a lot of people talk about seasons of waiting, but I feel like truly a season of waiting is actually a season, a season of God calling you to surrender, completely surrender. Give up all your plans, all your um, desires, everything that you're trying to figure out for yourself and let him figure it out and trust that he will figure it out. Um truthfully I don't know when he's gonna send my husband or when he's gonna provide me with a job I want so that I can move into a different uh realm or I I guess more so move into my calling because I I just feel as if I'm called to be a teacher but I have to go through certain obstacles and until but mean before I can become a teacher um I feel like I think about too many things at once, and it sort of clouds my brain, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know, I I feel like I sort of went off on a long tangent, but this is what's on my heart today, this is really how I'm feeling, and what I'm thinking about, I guess, and truthfully, I haven't, I, I all of this is literally coming off, just off the dome, like straight from my heart, I haven't even thought about this like usually right before I start recording I try to think a little bit to try to gauge what I'm going to talk about but today I don't know it just sort of came naturally and the weird part is is I don't (laughs) I don't even really remember what I said like but anyway um I'm just gonna go ahead and go to the to the next topic because I literally I would want to add to that, but I don't remember much of what I was saying. So um, yeah. So yesterday I left off on sophomore year, and Kay and I had just started dating, and he had asked me out in bed, and I mean I said yes. And then I remember I was playing, like, intramural volleyball during that time. (laughs) And that day, I remember, (laughs) this is embarrassing, but, like, I remember, like, being the reason that we lost the game. But that has nothing to do with um, um, K and I or whatever. So anyway, sophomore year, yeah, so probably about a month or so after us dating... One day, I was extremely sick, like very, very sick. Like I probably had COVID back in twenty. What year was this? Twenty fifteen. I don't know what it was, but I had a bug. I was extremely sick, and I was expecting my so-called boyfriend to, you know comfort me and be with me but he's like oh no you know me and the guys (laughs) i mean he didn't say it like that but he's like me and my friends are having like a party like i can't go i mean i can't not go like i know you're sick but i really want to go and blah 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 and i'm just like okay you know go ahead do your thing i'll just be here sick and he ended up leaving his laptop and this is when my investigating properties kicked in for the first time ever. I don't know what it was about that day, but I, I think it was just the temptation of him leaving and uh, at a time where I felt vulnerable. And so maybe I was, like, kind of wanting a reason to break up or more of a reason. Because, honestly, now if a guy treated me like that, mm I would... Ooh, I wonder if you could hear that. <laughs> I have like a little shortcut on my phone when I plug my charger in. Um. So anyway, I wonder what this little flag's for. But anyway, um, yeah. So he went to his little par- kickback party, whatever it was, and I went through his laptop, and he had a so-called cousin let's call her um what should i call her name i mean she just let's just put a number for all the girls because at this point it was so many girls that i can't they might have the same letter for their names so let's say cousin one he had the na- number saved as cousin so i'm thinking that was his cousin so at first i was just reading other messages and i wasn't really seeing anything until I finally clicked on the cousin messages. And cousin the cousin was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see you again. Your lips are so nice. Your lips are so soft. And I can't wait to feel them again. Blah, 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 stuff like that. And I'm like, what? Again? See you again? That means he saw you before. Um, that's not going to work. So he came back. And I'm like, what? why you do that and then like you know of course he flipped the script he's like why why are you going to my phone which is not healthy I would not recommend going through a guy's phone um just leave like just get out of the relationship but um yeah he was like why did you go to my phone I mean not my phone but my laptop and I'm just like come on like why would you do this and so we end up breaking up and uh it sucks that like I barely remember this stuff so I'm just gonna have to hop around hop on to like details I actually remember so that was probably like the middle of the semester and I'm pretty sure we just broke up around that time and um oh I forgot to mention it was this other girl let's call her number two so number two (laughs) she got a, a sucky name but number two was on some weird stuff like first of all well he says that supposedly she like raped him not raped him but like I mean I don't know how it worked but he kind of made it seem like he didn't like her and she really liked him and she really wasn't that attractive so I could see that but who knows what really happened but what was weird about her is that she would eat lunch with us every day like we like we scheduled to have like our schedules like our college schedules to have the same gap around lunch and we would eat together and for whatever reason she would be there every day and I didn't know that he had done anything with her I just thought that like we were friends or something but this whole time she knew and he knew and that's just weird vibes for me like I mean who does that that's just weird like on the girls' part. I don't really see myself ever doing that, but, um, you know, to each his own. So anyway, some, let's just skip to the end of the semester because I don't really remember the in-between. It probably was just a lot of different fights. And, yeah, so towards the end, the, I think this was probably, like, the last day before, like, Christmas break or second before last. And I just remember I was in my room. Oh, I lived in an apartment at this time, but we lived, he and I, Kay and I lived down the hall from each other, like, two doors down, something like that. Probably, like, one, I think it was one door down, but across the hall, and so, I remember I was taking my braids down, and I was just taking my braids down, yada, 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 and I had told him that I... I had like told him I don't really I don't want to ever talk to him again after like after really school I don't want to ever talk to him again and he was very upset about it. Um I'm try- I'm trying to remember as to why I had came to this conclusion but I'm pretty sure I had caught him with another girl or he was just smoking a lot or something like that. Um or probably both. Most likely both. And so I, w- I was taking my hair down and he was like come outside like come outside my room so I just went outside. And we were talking, and I was like, I'm, I just don't want to beat you anymore, da 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 And then, I'm trying to really remember this. I remember being downstairs. I guess, we had like a computer lab, and I think I was like printing something downstairs, and I was just in the computer lab, and this man went ballistic. He started going crazy, and he was, like, chasing me. Oh, I must have went to the computer. Yeah, I know I went to the computer lab. Yeah, I know what happened. Actually, let me just backtrack on the story. So, I went outside my apartment. This is at the very beginning. I went outside my apartment. My hair was, like, half taken out, half not taken out. And, like, he was, like, yo, I went out of my room without my phone or anything. Like, I didn't have anything. And so... He was like yelling at me, da, da, da. and I'm like, okay, this is awkward, like in the hallway. So I went to, like, we had like a little balcony that led to more apartments. It was like an outdoor balcony that led to more apartments. So I went out there, and um, he followed me, and he just started going crazy. He started punch- punching the walls, I mean the window um, of the apartments. And I was so scared he was going to break it. And I was just sitting on the ground, like, kind of in the corner. Like, there was, like, a pillar. And I was sitting in the the corner that that pillar made. And I was just sitting there just, like, hoping that he didn't hit me or break anything. So I was just sitting there. And then he just comes up. He's like, why are you sitting there like a scared little rat? And I'm just like, "Eh, like, you're, you're literally spazzing. Like, come on. And so... Um what happened after that I somehow I ended up getting up and I remember um I I remember just I was trying to go tell cuz there was always a cop downstairs so I was going to go like tell on him but like I didn't see the cop and so I just went into the computer lab cuz cause, cause I wanted to be in a public place so that he wouldn't um I guess do anything to me and so while I was there, I ended up texting my friend. I hadn't mentioned her, but she was always there for me, and we're still friends. Shout out to her if she ever hears, that, hears this or finds this, which I doubt. But we're going to call her R. And so R, I, had, I messaged R on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what should I do? Kay is spazzing out, like, <clears throat> what should I do? What should I do? And she's like, okay, you know, calm down. It's going to be okay. And she ended up calling him. And she sort of helped to calm him down, which I'm so grateful for, because I I don't know. I didn't know how to handle that. And t- t- to the end of our relationship, I never figured out how to handle that. Um, But that was very scary for me and traumatizing. But it just wasn't the peak of, of things. Things really only got worse from there. And. I feel like a part of me was sort of addicted to this up and down and, and this abusive cycle of cuz after he would do something like that the next day or not even the next day probably like 2 or 3 hours later he would text me like oh my gosh I'm so sorry like I don't know what got into me I love you you're my wife I like I, I need to beat you I'm I won't do it again Like, please give me another chance. Oh, I know what I skipped. I just remembered. I'm so sorry about this story being all all over the place. It just shows how unorganized it is in my brain. But I'm going to go all the way back to when I had found Cousin in his phone. During that time, I left him. That was the first time I had, like, completely broke up on him and not talking to him. And I went home for the weekend And I remember I was so sad. And I went to go hang out with one of my friends from high school. And I was just distraught. I I, I was crying. I was just just really, really sad. And um, he kept texting me and calling me and saying, I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. And that was the first time he ever said that. And I truly believed him, like wholeheartedly. I was like, wow, like he's actually sorry. I forgot what his excuse was. I think he was saying that... um, I don't know he always made excuses of, 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 like uh, sort of like saying these were old friends and he didn't want to let them down stuff like that and I was pretty naive I would just be like okay you know he's probably telling the truth like I don't know and so sorry I'm getting a little thirsty so um yeah so um what happened after that okay so Bookmark there and back to the end of the semester. Um, I guess I, I I'm pretty sure I end up talk, stop I end up not talking to him for a little bit. Um, and then we came back spring semester. I'm drawing a blank for all of this. I literally don't remember spring semester of twenty fifteen. I don't even remember if we were together at all. Like I legitimately do not remember that at all um so then we go to the summer okay I'm I remember the summer I remember this vividly so in the summer very close to the beginning of school must have been like end of July or something like that um this is like the second summer of us hanging out and it was very spaced out and I probably see him like once every three weeks or something if that he would just keep saying like hey I mean like my my parents won't let me leave the house and, you know, I'm in trouble and blah, blah, blah. I wonder if this is when he got arrested. I really need to write out a timeline for this so I can better tell this story. Um, Tomorrow, I'm not going to make any promises. <laughs> but tomorrow, I'm going to try to make a timeline so I can better remember things. But I'm going to tell the story of the Snapchat thing. So, he had found, I mean, he had, I I mean, I had found out his password. I think he gave me his password to, like, his school account, and then I just used that same password for Snapchat. So, I ended up logging into his Snapchat, and I'm looking, and oh my goodness, literally probably, like, 50 different girls or something like that, that he was talking to, and He's getting nudes and, oh my gosh, I'm just remembering so much information that I left out. But anyway, I'm getting nudes and I'm I'm getting nudes. He's getting nudes and he's getting, he's um, talking about hanging out with them, talking about how good the sex was with them. And then I was reading also like his messages with guy friends. And he's like, oh yeah, her butt is so big and blah, 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 stuff like that. And I was, I was, I was, man, when I said I was broken, I was so, I think this was the first time that I felt truly like broken by something that he had done. Everything else was for whatever reason just flying right over my head. Just like, oh, I don't like that, but okay. This right here broke me down. I was distraught. Um, I guess second to the other, the first time I ever found out he was cheating. But other than that, I just... Things were mostly flying over my head. Was that sophomore year? Man, I'm having... I'm... Yeah, that was definitely sophomore year. But anyway... um, Yeah, so... I found all these different girls. And, and like, there was no way he he can come out of this one. Like, normally he would have some type of excuse or, you know, flipping the script or whatever. But this here, it was clear evidence and so I broke up with him like I broke up with him for months I was I and it was an actual breakup I was not talking to him at all um and then things got a little bit more crazy uh (laughs) like pretty crazy the next semester but before I go to that and we're at 33 minutes so I'm gonna have to finish that Story tomorrow, but I'm gonna go back really quick because I just remember this the day the first day he called me the B word. I remember, um, I see the thing is, I'll never forget this day, but this is a part of the sophomore year vibes like, part of I don't know why I keep saying vibes a lot, <laughs> but anyway, that's part of the sophomore year experience, and so uh, basically. One day I went to the, um, I went to, we I think, yeah, I went to the dining hall, I guess by myself and, or he, we went together. I don't really remember, but we were standing outside of it and we were arguing about something just regular, regular argument. You know, I don't even know what it was about. Just arguing. And I was doing my typical threatening to leave, but probably not actually going to leave. And so I was just, you know, going back and forth. And this girl walked by and this girl had the yams. She had the she had the the what you call that, the bubble butt. And um she she like passed by and she was like, Hey Kay, hey and I'm like I'm gonna keep feeling the way, like, uh how do you even know her, first of all? Cause like every, everyone knew her for her, but like everyone, that's just like who she was. So I'm thinking like, bro, you know her, but like, I didn't say anything. And she like, she expected him to go be with her, but he just said hi. So she wanted him to go follow her or whatever. And cause they, later I found out they were actually talking or whatever. And he, they had hung out, but he wouldn't let her, I mean, she wouldn't let him hit, but they had hung out or whatever. And so i in i mean i don't want to say i ruined his chances he ruined his own chances that's his own thing but um so he he and my my i'm saying say my ex i'm gonna call him k k and i had well he is my ex but you know for the story's sake k and i had a very toxic bond like trauma bond times a million. We were just, uh, like, my counselor called it a perfect storm. We were the ideal storm for you. We were that perfect, horrible person for each other, like, the worst person, but the best person at the same time, and so our bond was so strong, and nothing could break that bond, like, well, God broke it, because, like, I'm free from that, but it was just like glue uh and so i even the bubble butt couldn't do it and so (laughs) but anyway whenever that whenever she passed by now that happened i guess he realized that he was gonna lose her or that chance to try to have sex with her and he just randomly called me the b-word and i was i was thrown for from for a loop i'm like what it had nothing to do with the conversation. Like, it was just, like, a regular, regular argument. Nothing intense at all. I mean, it was literally happening in real life. It wasn't behind closed doors or nothing. And so he called me a viewer, and I'm just like, what? And so I just, I remember being hurt. Now I'm thinking back to it, like, I keep saying that, oh, this was the moment that I felt the most hurt. But really, all of these things broke me in, in different places. Like, and... It's so weird talking about this now because it's. I feel so disconnected from it, like, like as if I, that was a whole different person. Um, but yeah, I remember I had a bike, and it only had one pedal, and I took my one pedal bike and a pedal home <laughs> with only one foot, and which was very hard to do. Well, I don't know how, how explain how I rode it, but it was a weird type of thing I had going on. I just remember writing it and just crying and I was just like wow like what did I do to deserve being called a b-word and the answer now I can tell myself my my past self now that nothing and in actuality I wasn't that um and I'm not a b-word so yeah um that was the middle of sophomore year as for after this after the whole sophomore i mean what after the whole snapchat incident and me finding out that i I broke up with him and i was living my life and then junior year started and so that'll all that be talked about tomorrow i'm very tired for whatever reason but i'm grateful that i'm tired because my sleep schedule it's getting back on. And so um, if anybody happened to make it through this whole thing, I truly appreciate it. It means the world to me to have somebody willing to listen to me, even if it's myself. <laughs> even if it's just me and God, I appreciate God and I appreciate myself for ever listening to me. And and also appreciate myself for even talking. If that makes sense. Um. But truly, if somebody else else is out there, and happen to come across this, I truly appreciate this and. Know. That, um. You are loved, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> um. So I, I'm gonna end it here, and good night. And bye.